How's it going there? Happy Sunday, Scott. I'm driven with Katie Sue, double IPA from Poplin Goliath Brewing Company in Iowa. Hey, hey, I'm back, everyone. This is Craig. I got poppin' stuff at Moon Hill Brewing Company. Hey, everyone. This is Tom. I'm drinking ginger ale, 100% nature's uh, flavors, caffeine-free from Canada Dry <laughs> since 1904. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. It's lovely. Yeah, yeah. I'm working with one hand. I had surgery on Tuesday on my shoulder, so I'm all hopped up on pain medication. Apparently, you can't drink beer while on pain medication. I should have told him to go. I should, I should have cracked a beer anyway. But anyway, we're drinking caffeine. Well, I, I heard they recently added more hops to it. More hops to it. Yeah, so uh, Top Shelf Fantasy, August 25th, uh, 2019, bringing in way too much news, way more news than I'd like to be bringing in today. Um, we are, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcoin, Pocket Cast. You can head over to our website at topshelffantasy.com. Follow us on Twitter at Top Shelf FNTSY. Get all of our updates. Um, I'm sitting on a couch for the next like three, four weeks. So I will be tweeting out everything live. <laughs> all, all I'll be doing is watching NFL. So everything uh, and follow anything. us. Yep. Um, so I'll I'll start with the news. This one's this one's near and dear to my heart. Uh, we drafted. I don't know how long ago. I kept in. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, like you're a little bit. yeah, I was I was in surgery for five hours. My my voice is awful. He had a massive, skinny, very long <laughs> tube down his throat for, for five hours. Yeah, you make any sexual window you want. Um, but yeah, Andrew Luck retired. Um, twenty nine years old. He retired. That happened. He's younger than I am, and he retired. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw something out there on Twitter in a world where Andrew Luck retires three years after Peyton Manning, and I had to take a second to think about it. And I'm like, wow, he actually retired three years <laughs> after. Exactly true. Peyton Manning. I mean, if you're a Colts fan, how much is that? That just that's a kick in the balls. Like you go from Peyton Manning to you Andrew restart. Luck. Yeah, I mean, you don't have. But wait, but what I'm saying is like you go from one Hall of Famer to another supposed Hall of Famer, right? And Andrew Luck, right? Like if we're Pats fans, we if we went from a Brady to an Andrew Luck, it'd be like, Jesus, we're spoiled for the next twenty years. And Brady retires this year. <laughs> Luck had the AFC. The Colts had that. Oh Ooh. yeah. Oh, that was the Chiefs, oh yeah. Maybe Houston, but yeah, Luck and uh, Brady actually might even play for a couple more years anyway. So <laughs> just out of spite now. <laughs> just out of spite now. Like, hey, look, kid, look what I can do. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so Andrew Luck retires. Um, by the way, if any Colts fans are listening, the fact that you booed this guy just upsets me. But let's talk about it from a fantasy perspective. So how does – so we have, we've updated our rankings. I took a major hit to T.Y. Hilton. Um, I get some stats to back it up. He didn't go over 1,000 yards. I don't think he even had 80 catches when um, Jacoby was, was at the helm. Yeah, yeah. two years ago. They didn't even pass the ball more than four uh, five hundred times. They didn't run a thousand plays and he for was the entire year. Covered the entire time, right? So I think Ty has a big hit. Did you guys make the same adjustments? I think I have him at. I, I don't know if you want to start Craig and above the. Uh, oh yeah, no, I did move him ahead. down. Um, I I didn't move him down too too much. Um, he did have a long stretch uh, with Jacoby Brissett that was not that great. 
Um, but Brissett's also been playing um, a little bit longer now. He has a little bit more rapport with them. Everything that you've heard out of camp this year in Indianapolis has been T.Y. Hilton and, you know, really doing really well in, in camp. And so Jacoby Brissett's the one throwing the ball right now anyway because Andrew Luck hasn't been throwing at all. Uh, so you have to hope that there's a little bit more of a rapport there. I think when Brissett first showed up and Andrew Luck was out for a long extended period of time, it was Brissett was thrown in the fire and had to start well, the same week he got there. Yeah, we're also – another good thing to point out is we're under different um, head coaches. So Chuck Pagano was the head coach then, now it's Frank Reich. So there may be some different offensive shifting, but it looks like – Hilton's now our consensus 17 and a half. Yeah, so Tom has him at 22. I have him at 19. Kreisel has him at 11. Yeah, I, I, I don't... You probably make a change this week. Well, no, I, I did make a change this morning. I, I did move him down. I had him at 9. I was really high on T.Y. Hilton anyway because I thought Andrew Luck was going to come in and have a, a really great year, uh, a full season behind him now throwing and everything. So I actually had him pretty high. Um, I did still move him down, um, and so he's he's right on the fringe of my wide receiver ones. I think that he's going to have a little bit more rapport uh, with Jacoby Brissett. That's that's why you know I still have him in that wide receiver one category. He's a great talent. He's he's a veteran who's been there year in and year out. Um, maybe a little more boom and bust, but yeah, I think I think you will move him down before we finalize our rankings. <laughs> touchdowns too. I mean, or a hundred balls. Listen, I, I don't want to spend the whole time talking about Ty, but it's good. So you got him in eleven. You think that he's going to stay there? I want to talk about the run game. So I didn't move Marlon Mack, but I think this benefits Naheem Hines. So what we saw with Jacoby when he was on the field was he's not an Andrew Luck. He can't. Chuck the ball with the accuracy that Luck has. He can't hit five different receivers. And I think Naheem Hines has more of a role in the offense now that Luck isn't there because I think they're going to be in passing downs more often. Marlon Mack isn't a guy to catch the ball. He wasn't ranked with me to be catching 40 balls in the year anyway. So I think, you know, we we still see probably that 85, 90 targets for Naheem Hines. I think that keeps him in that 30-ish range, which is kind of where I have him right now. I think I have him at 35 and a half point PPR. Do you guys agree, disagree? Um, I personally, I haven't had much of a change. I didn't move him up or down because I've been high on Naheem Hines anyway. Um, I'm looking through right now just to try and see where his ranking is at. But one reason why I was always high on Hines was the fact that Andrew Luck always looked at running backs when it was near the end zone. Uh, running backs for the Colts have always been scoring a lot more. We covered that in our sleepers. And I feel that you're going to see um, a little bit of that touchdown area go down for Hines, but the yardage is going to go up because, you, you know, as we've said even before this, um, that the yards are going to have to be more towards, you know, passing now that they're going to be playing more behind. Andrew Luck's not going to be there getting out ahead of uh, all the other teams. I, I think I have him as 39. I'm going to keep him there. I'm not going to really move him much. Yeah. Um, I think I have him at 39 as well. Yeah. Um, but like I told you guys earlier, the Colts are going to be down a lot now. Um, they're not going to be up almost ever, I, I feel like. So they're, they're going to be passing the ball a lot. I think Mac, I, I might put down one or two spots. I know people are putting him down in, in the 20s, 24 range now. I think it's too much of a hit. Like Tom said, he's not a pass catching back. He wasn't. He's not. They're going to use him. I think they're going to use him even more now because they want to rely on that run game. They don't have an experienced QB like Luck anymore, so they are going to want to 
have the offense through Mac first and then try the passing game. Yeah, for sure. Um, do the tight ends get hit? I do. I haven't made my tight end rankings updated yet, but I think I was high on Ebron to begin with, and I put him down even more. Um, oh, that's that's massive. As far as yeah. what I was saying before, how Andrew Luck likes to pass to uh, running backs in the red zone, it is tenfold more that he likes to pass the tight ends in the end zone. So he is not uh, – um, Ebron is not going to get – Nowhere even close to double-digit touchdowns this year, and you, that I mean I can even add that to a bold prediction now. Yeah. Like I just know that that's not going to be the case. That was such a perfect fit for Ebron before to show up last year, but that's just not going to happen again, especially with lockout. Yeah, and he didn't really pass a lot to Ebron last year because it was Ebron's first year. So maybe he relies more on Jack Doyle. He's used to him. He played with him two years ago when he played the entire season. So I don't know if I'm going to move up Jack Doyle, but. I think he's a safer bet than Ebron in that yeah. offense. Or uh, big old Mo Alley Cox. He, uh, he, he, <laughs> he seemed had, to he had a big catch uh, in preseason. Boy. Yeah. Who, who, who knows what happens? Obviously, he's so, turning the tight end. But so, I like to guy. make this come full circle, this stinks for the Swansons in the Antoine Walker League and my dynasty team because Andrew Luck retired. But uh, T.Y. goes from a wide receiver one to a wide receiver two. Yes. And everybody else pretty much stays the same. Tight ends drop. Like a lot. Like I don't think Andrade's getting I, I drafted think, now. I don't think you're drafting a Colts yeah. tight end unless you're drafting backup. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. sure. Um. All right. So we'll touch quickly on the holdouts. Melvin Gordon. There's been nothing. Um. Reports that he's going to take it out into the season again. Yeah, just nothing to, just to say to, there. He's waiting for a call and it's not getting. One. Yeah, it yeah. seems like it's either Rappaport or Shepard just once a week being like, "Hey, just so everyone knows, Melvin yeah. Gordon's still not and signed." We're, and we're not trying to reiterate it, but we're just trying to bring it to light. Zeke uh, apparently flew from Cabo to Texas on a deal that put him in between Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell money. Then he flew back to Cabo and then retweeted a Joe Thomas tweet that said that he should be paid number one at his position. So I think he's looking for more than $50 million a year that that Todd Gurley's getting, which I think is a mistake of a contract. And I think Jerry Jones is stupid if he does it because uh, well, we see where Gurley is now. now. I mean, yeah. Right. He did, did he deserve it then? Absolutely. He, he was the best running back in the game for two years, fantasy and NFL-wise. But now you see Gurley get get hit like that, go down. Zeke's also thinking like, hey, I'm a running back. And next year it could be my last. You don't know. So I don't blame him, but take that second highest paid ever. Oh, yeah. Position. He's making, yeah. what, 3.6 or 3.8 some odd million dollars this year. It's like, who cares if you're just going to be in the second alone, paid? I, I just don't get how, ugh, like, Tom Brady is cheap, quote unquote, but the incentives he gets is... is Making the guy that rich, you know? Yeah, yeah. well, I don't know. The 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 thing the thing is, uh, I think that Jerry Jones and Zeke are not going to come to terms. This is probably the first time after the fact that I heard they had a uh, offer out to him and he didn't accept it. This is the first time I'm actually feeling worried about Zeke not taking a deal. Um, I drafted him uh, at number five earlier on a couple weeks ago in one of my drafts, and now I'm starting to feel a little concerned because of the fact that. Jerry Jones is trying to deal with Dak Prescott asking for money. Amari Cooper needs a contract. They just announced that one of their defensive players, and yeah, it was Jalen Smith, Smith, 
Uh, there's so many players on that team looking for money. I think Jerry Jones is going to be fed up with Zeke and not well, want to offer another and what's, contract. What's at this interesting point. is in the press conference that he had announcing the Jalen Smith extension, he looked at the camera and just goes, "Smaller pie." Yeah. So like he's clearly saying, "Hey, listen, if if you're not going to take the offers I'm giving you, I'm going to spend my money elsewhere." So I don't yeah. know. Dak and Zeke need to start being smart. I, I listen. This is the politics. We're looking at egos. Between Zeke and Jerry Jones, um, but something we'll keep an eye on. The next ego to talk about, Antonio <laughs> Brown. Uh, the he, biggest ego <clears throat> out there. He lost his second grievance for his helmet. So now he has to... Somebody... I saw a tweet, I think, that it was like, Anto, whatever helmet Antonio Brown picks, he's going to get like endorsement deals like crazy oh, because yeah. of how much he's he's gone meticulously through helmets. So he was like back at practice at one point and then they like put the helmets on and he just turned around and walked back inside. He lost his second grievance. So I don't know what's happening with Antonio Brown. I don't think anybody knows what's going Bruton on with Antonio he's, Brown. He's in it. Like he's back at yeah. practice. He's with the team. He's in it for the season. But are we going to be talking about his third grievance next week? I mean, it depends on what podcast. other helmet that he has gets failed. Yes. Apparently, that's what it is. Is the helmet just keeps Listen, getting failed? It's not like Derek Carr's Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> like, I don't think to start he needs getting to practice reps. though. He, no, but Derek Carr's not Ben Roethlisberger. Like, well, they're no. not going to be on the same page. They have, they have absolutely been on the same page. Throughout Derek the Carr and Antonio Brown. They may not have been in the helmets and in preseason throwing together, but they know. have been on the side. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I think Tom tossed the pigskin in the backyard and wheel it great too. But yeah, well. We're not getting on the field every Sunday and trying to play. Well, that, that's, I guess, the difference between you guys and Brown and uh, in the yeah. car. Well, another guy who just got back on the field, Josh Gordon. So he For a filed, sixth or seventh time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until he smokes weed again. Well, this um, time was a lot faster comeback. He was, so, yeah. So he's in pads and practicing. Um, third week in a row, bad news for Nikhil. Um, so, yeah. I mean, listen. Temper expectations with Josh Gordon. We had a guy who drafted him in the sixth round or fifth round or something ridiculous. Wasn't he where he's going? Wasn't he's he on the podcast going. last week? That is that is is that his ADP right now? I believe he's going in the sixth roundish now. Yes, that's. Uh, I'm gonna have to. We'll have to evaluate See, it, it, this because this is this is crazy. Skill wise, it's not crazy, but. He played last year too, and he was still a risky pick to play last year. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, risk. you're going to get with them. Are you getting a full season? If I was a betting man, which I am, I would say no. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, what is he just starting to practice? So, I don't know if Bill Belichick's even going to put him out there week one. He likes to get guys. Up I could to, say no. I to, mean, to, yeah, you know, up to. Um, I mean the one first. the one thing that I think is different for the Pats this year than most is we like we don't have Gronk we don't have a healthy receiving core that we yeah. feel because Nikhil's hurt Edelman and Dorsett. Well, Edelman is hurt. Well, yeah, Edelman still, still hurt. So maybe that's why he's playing Week One because Brady's like, hey, I need something, a guy someone that I, I can rely on because Jacoby Myers has looked great in the preseason. He looked great. Last game too, um, but when Brady was on the field with him, he, he didn't look great. They he dropped some passes. Brady there was a bad pass to him, but still it's a pass you got to catch. When Brady got out of there, and backups came in, he was another. He was just a freak. He was oh, catching yeah. everything, diving for everything. Great stat. 
Wagon again, but yeah, he loves Jared Stidham. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> I like Jared Stidham. Yeah, I, I, I do like Jared for, Stidham. Yeah. Dynasty quarterback, definitely. Yeah. All right, back to the news. Um, yeah, so <laughs> last news, we'll jump into the injury. So um, I'm, I'm gonna just gonna grab this one. So our main focus on this uh, podcast is bold predictions. Um, a couple dart throws. This was my dart throw two months ago, and, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure in a podcast you did. I I may have. I I can vouch I told, that you did tell me before told, our dynasty draft, which, which was, was in June, July, 15, or July, it was in July, 15, something like that. Yeah, and I told you, I said I'm going to tell you who my sleeper is, but you cannot bet on this. I got the guy in June in matter dynasty, by the way. Oh god. So. Well, now we're all just patting each other on the back. <laughs> Big. <laughs> oh boy. So Darwin Thompson, uh, now <clears throat> jumps high to on the depth chart. Um, this is a guy who I'm going to, I'll talk to it about him in a little bit, but this is a, this is a special little guy, gadget guy, I think like a Tariq Cohen kind of player. Um, but I think it's important that he went to Juco and went from Juco to, um, oh, I don't, Utah. And he played at Utah. He got drafted, I think, in the sixth round. And now he's moved himself up to number two on the Kansas City depth chart. And what have we said about Kansas City running backs? doesn't really matter who the running back is. Damian Williams is a sub-four-yard-per-carry guy. But because he's in KC, he's good. So somebody keep an eye on is Darwin Thompson. Yes, and have myself on the back again. In our draft last week, and I, I snagged from Tom, I think, in the, the yeah. last round. Yes. Um He's a guy I think you should be taking in every draft that late. I believe he'll be moving up in drafts in the coming last week of the preseason. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, we got like, two weeks left to yeah, draft. Yeah, just because of this news and everyone's, you know, Damien still isn't really healthy either. Hyde's probably a cut. Um, if this guy can solidify himself as Kansas City's RB, well, that's you, a steal. You want to talk about handcuffs that are actually drafted, that everyone's been drafting. And, and, okay, Kalen Bellage may not be a handcuff because it's possible that he's actually starting. Daryl Henderson is definitely what you would consider a handcuff. Um, Lab Murray may be getting some time behind Alvin Kamara, but none of those players are going to be jumping, uh, you know, a guy ahead of them and becoming one of the best yeah. running backs and in the league. what are you getting those guys in? You're getting those guys between 7 and 10. Right. And Darwin Thompson's going, what, 12 or later? 13 or later, I think he's, I mean, he's 13, rising 14, up even 15th higher. Round. If he's there in the 11-12th round, I would take him. Like, Because yeah. that, to me, is a steal. Because I think he's going to return value of those guys in those 7-10 to 10 round ranges. Just to, to compare him to Balazs, just for, for one other thing, is that Balazs is in Miami where their offense is not that great. Darwin Thompson, if he's the starting running back in Kansas City, watch out. Like, well, just the guy watch can out. catch the ball. And that's right. the oh, yeah, biggest thing. And that's yeah. why Hyde's not going to be there, so... Yeah, and he doesn't have to be the starting running back either. I mean, that's a thing. I mean, he can very easily convince um, Andy Reid that Damian Williams shouldn't be a bell cow and it should be a running back by committee. If if at all, and I'll I'll put this out there within it being the bull prediction show. If if at all Andy Reid says Darwin Thompson is possibly going to be in a committee with Damian Williams, bull, he'll go Darwin Thompson full out. He won't go committee. It's either it's one guy or nothing. If he sees a guy he believes in, he's going for him. He's going to say, Damian Williams, well, guess what? You lost your shot. And I think that's what he's going to do in the first week or two is, is do a split backfield 
Um, but if he sees Thompson run away with it, he's, he's not going to say, all right, we'll, we'll go back to it. No, he's going to start this guy. He's always done this entire career. So he could be a fancy Dallin. Yeah, oh, absolutely. A league league for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, injuries. A lot of these hurt. But uh, we'll start with a not so big one. Amari Cooper. I, I guess he's kind of big. This is a big one, actually. I mean, oh, that well, injury is kind of bad. I'm hoping not because I have him and I regret <laughs> that draft pick. But it, at that point, I had to take him. I told myself this year I'm hey. not drafting Cooper. <laughs> I, I, fifth round. Yeah, All right. I, like, I, had, I, I had to take him there. Right? <laughs> it, it was tough. But um, he should be re- ready for week one. But it sounded like he's very questionable. It's, and, it's, that's, and that scares me. Well, and it's plantar and, fasciitis yeah. too, right? I mean, well, so, that's so a, it's a strain that's tough. So I, I heard it's when I looked into it a little bit further, it's not plantar fasciitis, but it's like kind of like the beginning stages kind of thing. It's one of those where this is going to be a lingering injury throughout the entire year. Right. And, and, and maybe it's his on whole the foot, career. Right. So, and that's the other thing. It's the muscle on the bottom of the foot. Yeah. You know, so that's... For a guy who needs to get down the field, big play. That's guy. where yeah. the that's where the concern comes into play. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. So hopefully he doesn't go down the Julio Jones and AJ Green track. I hope he goes down the <laughs> Julio track. Well, I mean, <laughs> as far as injury, <laughs> as far as injuries concerned, well, yeah, yeah, if he yeah, produces yeah, like Julio, you know, I draft him all the time. But uh, another one uh, we had mentioned a while ago was Kenyon Drake. Uh, he's actually no longer in his walking boot. Uh, so it uh, does appear that he's going to be ready for week one. Um, you know, we put in here, you know, temper the, the average draft position on Balazs. He was rising, rising. We have mentioned, uh, at his 10 round, um, or 10th round ADP that, you know, it's probably still too late. You can probably go higher. I think I'd still feel comfortable with him in the eighth or ninth round, but I don't know if I'd go any further, uh, than that at this point. On Balazs. On Balazs. Yeah, I mean, I think that's still right. I mean, my my thing is Kenyon Drake's more dynamic than Kalen Balazs. So I think Kenyon Drake's probably the better steal right now in return on investment than Balazs. But How it, I mean, they're, they're, going, they're going back to back for the most part. I mean, in drafts that we're Around seeing. Same, I mean, I think in our draft, I want to say Balazs went before Drake. Could I think be so. wrong, but I've seen a lot. I, it, I saw Drake it's a back third I'd rather stay away from, to be honest. Definitely. Um, it's kind of a mess. I'd pick a lot of guys before them, but with with his yeah. ADP with Bellagio's ADP going up, um, it's it's almost now not much of a value. Uh, another uh, piece of injury news, uh, Marquise Lee over in Jacksonville was, you know, taken off of the pup last week. Uh, so now it begs the question, who actually is the top target in Jacksonville? Is it D.B. Westbrook? Is it Marquise Lee? Marquise Lee has the biggest contract on the team. What do you guys think about that? I think it's D.D. hands down, and there's no competition. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's D.D. and everyone else behind him is, is either trying to make a roster spot or just trying to be on the field. I think D.D. is hands down better than any other player in that team. So let's this is it. This is like Houston 2.0, or like or, or poor man's Houston wide receiver corps. Like Didi is DeAndre on that team. Then it's Will Fuller and Kiki Cutie, who, from a fantasy perspective, haven't. I mean, Will Fuller had absurd, inefficient numbers, but there's one guy in the me that it's it's Didi. And sure. I want to talk about a, a guy that I think could emerge because this is 
Craig's little dark throat later on, but yeah, right. I think but, I think I did add a little bit of this in there to kind of temper to see what yeah. you guys are thinking, so, see what I can actually talk about Dee, later. Like I'm saying, Dee is hands down white super one there, but behind him, there has to be someone else. It, they can't just throw the ball to Dee the entire game, so there has to be someone else to come up. Is it Marcus Lee? Is it is it anyone behind him? Keelan Cole. Who, Keelan he Cole's another one. Keelan, oh my god, that sucks. That was so high on that guy. Yeah, he, he, he was. He was. I so liked good. It. He, he was did. a winner for people. I just, yeah, I find, I find Jacksonville very intriguing this year. I feel like they're that really kind of. Not I think they're gonna let you about. down. They're gonna well, let you down. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm high on them. I said that I'm interested in them to yeah, see what yeah, actually yeah, yeah. happens yeah. out of it. With they do actually have very good. They have great receivers and great a, running backs, a new quarterback, and an awesome defense. Like something could actually happen there and surprise everyone. I mean, there's definitely a recipe for success. It, everybody knows how I feel you know, about give yourself London some format, time. Give yourself some time. I, I know that. He's still an NFL. Another one. Runner. Another injury that's kind of hurt me personally is Cam Newton. He's Same. actually well, in yeah, a walking Same. boot. Um, he, he, <laughs> All three of us. Have unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately We've talked about Cam multiple times, so if anybody listens to the show and has been taking our advice, they everybody should be in this position. Yeah, because Cam Newton was one of the latest quarterbacks that's got top five upside on the board. We say take him everywhere. Ten. So he was going after Kyler. So yeah, that's the case. I had actually said in our Slack chat. One thing that really weirded me out was the fact that he has said, "Oh, I want to lose some weight." He's gone vegan. Uh, now he's around 235 pounds. His playing weight two years ago was 265. So I don't know how I feel about that. I really don't know. He looks skinny. He did he look did. skinny. About this. I, yeah. I was like, yeah. does he look skinny to you? And he does. I don't know if that's a good thing. I know that he's not going to be the end zone um, running back anymore. Obviously, you know, McCaffrey's put on 50,000 pounds. So he's going to be the... Boy. Oh, 40, but even like it's preseason, so you don't know how hard Cam is playing. He's probably not playing that hard, and that probably affected him getting hurt. He's yeah. he got out of the pocket a little bit, lazy. You know, if it's a real game, he's probably throwing that ball away. He's getting out of the pocket fast. Yeah. He's, and then you saw him just go down and get up and just shake his head like that. Why did he play? I, well, I mean, that's the thing is like Cam is a very like he he's kind of a baby, right? I mean, he's a prima donna. You can read his fit. He did not look like he even wanted to be in that preseason game. Like it looked like no Rivera point. and the coaching staff point. were like, "You need to get out there." And he was just like, "I why why yeah. do I need to Especially get out for there? that team?" There's no one competing for RB spot, the QB spot, or even receiver spot. I guess there's a few, but you don't need Cam out there. to Right. Yeah, more more and more I'm seeing NFL uh, players on the offense specifically, not even defense, go out there and just really hate their lives in preseason. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 There's a lot. Well, yep. Andrew, Andrew Luck left in a preseason game, so. Talking about <laughs> concussion. Um, <laughs> Jordan Reed has a concussion for the 16th time. Here we go again. <laughs> who's who's the guy from that yeah, other team Reggie, movie? Reggie Ray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Reggie from, Ray. Uh, yeah, what, yeah, yeah Reggie another team Ray. Movie. I bet you would, Reggie Ray. Uh, what does he have? Three concussions left on the scoreboard. <laughs> Ticker. Two now. Oh, two now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if he's had more concussions than anyone else. I mean, we we actually know of what six concussions in his. Career now. I'm gonna Google. I'm not right positive now. on how many I it is, but six, I know. But who knows it's what it was even before it 
people have started. It's honestly, it's got to be a race between him and Keekly to see who has more concussions in the NFL right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Because I know Keekly's had six or I seven. Mean, what was Welker? And that was before they even. Oh, yeah. Welker had like three in three weeks. He had a fortune tire. <laughs> yeah, he, he but, had uh, a yeah, so helmet. Talk about helmets. You can talk to uh, a, Wes Welker, Antonio Brown. <laughs> here's a tight end that every season is the same thing. He's in, not in the top 10 talking-wise to draft, but he's a top 10 talent. And we've seen that, and every year is the same thing. He's always been up in the preseason. He's always been up in the season, and right away, preseason game, concussion. Okay, uh, so... New York Times, October 30th, 2016. Six concussions later, Jordan Reed fears heartache of losing football. So in 2016, he had six concussions. Yeah, this is an article from 2016. So I don't know how many he's had since 2016, but the dude, that's not good. So anyway, so that's the number. From what I'm seeing, this is his first one since 2016. So this is seven. So So that's still bad. (laughs) The ticker needs to to stop. Well, I mean, at at what point do you just say, yeah, I'm definitely going to have CT. Might as well just keep going. Uh, That's that's the position I don't want to take the money and leave. I don't know. So a running back situation that I feel is getting more clear as time goes on is in Tampa Bay. Ronald Jones hyperextended his knee. Um, not supposed to be serious, but I feel like Peyton Barber's gotten a lot of work in preseason. I feel like he's going to get more work through work for a couple of weeks and prove himself first. Um, another one, uh, another injury to look at. Um, well, I want to kind of lump two of them together here because Pete Carroll is involved, and I love hearing Pete Carroll anytime he talks about anyone on his team. DK Metcalf has knee surgery and he won't be out long, and David Moore injures his shoulder and will be out a while. These, this is the information we get from Pete Carroll. Very bad. I love it. Yeah. I think you need your knees more. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know how who someone know gets how knee he... surgery and he's going to be ready week one. I don't I don't understand how that works. Um, I bet he does miss some time, but it is DK Metcalf. So a lot of people are high on him. I think there's only one receiver out in Seattle anyway, like from a yeah. fantasy perspective. Tyler Lockett's the only one. <laughs> if Tyler Lockett gets hurt, maybe. Yeah, go go yeah. check out uh, my uh, breakout, uh, Tyler Lockett. Yes, thank you very much. Um, Emmanuel Sanders somehow the robot has played in a preseason game. It was he was not supposed to make it pa- back by midseason this year, uh, and then all of a sudden everyone's saying he's going to be back week one, and then all of a sudden now he's actually playing in a preseason game. That Achilles injury is no longer an issue. He looks really, really good. Uh, he, uh, the the man is a beast. He's gonna fly out draft boards too. I I he's I don't know how much faster he's gonna rise. I haven't seen it. Have you seen an ADP jump on him? I mean, I haven't done a draft in a week, and it's been a long time. But um, I mean, he's a guy that was going really really late, so I think he can be in the thirty range now. I think he was even like. I think that's still too low. I just think that no matter what, his his ADP is going to be too low. I think we see it year in and year out with Emmanuel Sanders as he's always overproducing what he's, everyone thinks. His ADP right now is 808, 39th wide receiver coming off the board. That's still way too late. I'd take him absolutely over Josh Gordon right now. I wouldn't. You wouldn't? No. Tom, what would you do? That's Josh tough. Gordon or Emmanuel Sanders? I don't know. I don't. I personally don't like Emmanuel Sanders because Joe Flacco's was quarterback. Like I'm not that high on Emmanuel Sanders because Joe Flacco's there. But that's, I just think he's a talented wide receiver. 
I don't I mean, know. We'll maybe, see. We'll see. A couple weeks in, we can we can evaluate Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, he'll end up getting drafted, but yeah. So a couple of released players, Dante Foreman, um, and um, uh, actually no, Dante Foreman is the only one that we have. Uh, oh, no, Dante Foreman and Doug Martin both got released, so they both got put on the IR. Both teams came up with an injury settlement and released them both. So really, not that much fantasy news. I I think. From a Texans perspective, they might be kicking themselves. They get rid of Deontay Foreman because um, Lamar Miller tore his ACL. So you want to talk about guys who shouldn't be playing in the preseason. Now, this Not is your 34-year-old. Yeah. This is something we can figure out. We can actually go piece by piece on what is going on over there in Houston. Uh, Duke can Johnson. We? <laughs> can we, though? It's I a mean, whole mess. Yeah, they oh, yeah. Disaster. It's a whole mess, awesome. but there's actually going to be some clarity on August 31st when the 53-man roster gets cut down. In I wouldn't yeah. jump to any conclusions. <laughs> Thank you. I wouldn't jump to any conclusions today or when tomorrow. Week one, first down of that, yeah. But, I'm, but there will be a relevant running back that comes from Houston that we don't know of right now today. See, I... I disagree because I believe they can go out and sign someone, trade for someone. I think that's what's well, no, saying. That's what Craig's I'm saying. saying. All right, so all right, all right, so right, people right. out there, um, I'm not sure if Dante Foreman actually got an injury, but Doug Martin, Jay Jai, there are sense. running backs out there. Say LaShawn McCoy gets cut. Say Melvin Gordon wants to get traded. There is going to be another running back on well, that and, team. And it sounds like TJ Yeldon's going to get cut. It sounds like Kenneth Dixon's going to get cut. Carlos so there's, there are going Elijah to be Michael Carlos Harris. Hyde's probably going to yeah, get Carlos cut. Yeah, Carlos Hyde. And, and and there's not there's no chance in my mind that I can possibly fathom Duke Johnson being a Belco back. It's just not going to happen. I've never seen it. No, no one's ever seen and it. And they know that, too. I mean, And they know yeah. that. And, and then, he's new, too. So it's not like they can give him all of that and trust him all of that. Well, it's going to have to go to Damar Croc. Karan uh, Higdon, Buddy Howell. I was looking at all of these guys on tape. I was looking at their numbers, their usage. Nothing about how the Texans employed them in preseason suggests. Yeah, suggests who's going to be. I mean, Josh Ferguson's on the roster, and he wasn't even there at the beginning of preseason, so he's relatively new to the team. So I think yeah. they're gonna have to sign somebody. I'm pretty sure all those names are new. Every single one because Crockett, well, Crockett did a rush from, from Buddy Howell was from Miami last year. Ferguson and Taiwan Jones are uh, Taiwan Jones was with Dallas a little while ago. Then he was with the Bills and now he's Raiders on Raiders too. He's been yeah, so he's been everywhere. Yeah. And Ferguson, Josh Ferguson, Coles. I actually had to look up to Coles, see yeah. he where he was. So every single one of these guys are new. Duke Johnson's new. They don't have a running back that was on the team last year. Now, if you're drafting today, do you take even a shot with the last no. pick on these guys? No, I no. Know. I mean, this because is this is where no, but. Not today. But this is where you can get a Darwin Thompson, right? I mean, this is this is no, because you have to guess from like five guys on top of the fact no, that they might when, sign. When no, no, he, you're saying get Thompson instead of this guy, right? I mean, oh, okay, I okay, wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't try and guess on one of these guys, and I would take no, a Darwin no. Thompson. I would take a few of our. So we'll get into a couple dart throw guys, and they're dart throws, but there's still some statistics that back up them being yeah. fantasy relevant. You could throw a dart at one of these guys and cut him. By you the know, week. like. Why wouldn't they bring a guy like Carlos Hyde who gets cut? Carlos Hyde would be perfect. Just because, like, shady. You prior yeah. to this, you want the experience. Yes, these guys, and I know this some more. These are these are coming in. If it's Hyde, if it's McCoy, McGuire, whoever, 
They've had a lot they, of NFL they, experience. Yeah, and that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. And, and and what I would love and what the entire fantasy community would love is someone that was already linked to Houston previous to this Lamar and Miller injury is Melvin Gordon. We all want the guy to play on the field because he's a talented running back. And my So, Scotty, I think, it tweeted that there's some rumors going out there, too. And there's rumors that there's like 10 teams involved with Jadavion Clowney. So... They would have to get rid of Jadavion, I think, to financially be able to afford Melvin. But I think that I think that trade would make sense, like Jadavion for Melvin. I just I don't think realistically it's going to happen. So like I don't know that I would bank on like if I'm going into drafts, I'm not drafting Melvin Gordon in the first round. Oh God, no, 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 you know what I mean? Like it's no, he's still going where he's. Going now in the mid third probably right is that where he's yeah mid-third. I mean that's where I would still take him and I I so if you're still drafting I don't I don't think you have to but I mean that would be really cool I, I think that would be really I think cool. that'd be awesome so, it'd be the best it would be the too. best thing for fantasy football um, I think that's oh Case Keenum um, uh, Case, Case Keenum, Keenum was, was named, named the starter, starter so the shout out to Dickie Terry McLaren still relevant <laughs> so <laughs> just <laughs> Tom who. Terry McLaren, McLaren, McGiggles. Who is she? McLaren's pub. She's a good-looking lady. So, uh, she's a good-looking lady. I do think the guy's good, but in a dynasty league, yeah. Don't yeah, listen. Just I, I don't, said, like, all right, we wasted thirty-five seconds. All right, we're just trying. We're just trying to, right. to off. Okay. Right. Another <laughs> thing that we need to mention that should take short time is Hakeem Butler's IR. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson was doing pretty well in Arizona, and Michael Crabtree signed in Arizona. So those are also dynasty ads. They're not um, really anything for or, this or guys year, really. guys to toss on a watch list. I mean, sure, put them on a watch list, but I don't think that I mean I don't think you need to be drafting any. The fourth anything. receiver in Arizona is going to be really relevant this year, in my personal opinion. Well, air raid, Greg. Yeah, air raid is not looking too great. Kyler Murray three <laughs> for eight. Air raid, Kyler Murray three for eight. Yeah, Kyler did not look hot. All right, let's get into our uh, first segment. Bold predictions. Craig, you want to uh, start off? Yeah, I'll start it off. I also have to uh, sh- shut off for another beer here. Uh, same, same old stuff uh, for tonight. You know, we're going to do a lot of puffing stuff. Um, so bold predictions is going to be something that we believe, at least I, in my opinion, maybe 50%. I, I think no, it's just bold, big, bold predictions. Bold, it's, just, it's just very bold. Yes, this very, sh- very bold. This should not happen, but we're making a case of why it could like it could it well, absolutely probably going could. to be wrong, but there is going to be a case. Of there's why there's a uh, universe out there where this could happen, and we're all picking three. We're just doing three each, and we're just going to go through it. We're we're picking three each, and do I'm going to start do off back and forth. Is yeah, we'll go around. We'll, do one, we'll, one, yeah, one, yeah, one. Okay, yeah. all right. So the first one yeah, I want to I mean, start the off. First one, take out a, a pen and paper for Craig's <laughs> to try. No, 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 no. Actually, to the exponent ten. Yeah. So so is involved. Um, so I guess I'll go into it. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals have a new coach in Zach Taylor. Uh, they drafted a new quarterback for the future in Ryan Finley. AJ Green is having some issues uh, with his foot still. Uh, big guy came out of nowhere last year, Tyler Boyd. Um, so there's a lot going on in Cincinnati that could really be you know anywhere. Um, and my bold prediction is is that they suck to start. And Joe Mixon starts off slow. Obviously, A.J. Green doesn't play for a bit. Tyler Boyd starts off slow. All those guys are being drafted. Mixon in the second round. Boyd somewhere in the fourth, fifth round. 
I think that's too high for all of them. I think they start two and six. I think Dalton gets benched. I think Zach Taylor is going to look to what his new you know future is going to be in Ryan Finley later on. You know, obviously you kind of got to go to that draft Driscoll from what they had last year. Uh, as as someone who knows the system, they're going to lose another two games, and then uh, Ryan Finley comes in. I think Zach Taylor is going to get his offense put together. I think then Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, uh, and A.J. Green, all their fantasy stock in the last part of the year is going to be great, and some of them could be league winners. I think if if it does actually happen where they start off slow, Finley starts. I don't know. I've seen it with Keenan Allen in years past. I might go out and try and trade for Joe Mixon when he's sucked, buy low on him, and then possibly win a fantasy league. That's my first bold prediction. It's a bold prediction. And this is why we're doing bold predictions, and that's... A great one because this probably won't happen. But yeah, so I, I, I am, no, I'm, I think it's a whole thing. I, I think I think it I, is. I mean, you're gonna make one thing for Bull, but you have to hit on <laughs> six things. You have to hit on them sucking the so bad. The entire team. Yeah, Craig narrated the yeah, season. Yeah. I narrated <laughs> the season for Cincinnati. You're welcome. Yeah. And then Tyler Boyd will will get engaged, so he'll have a better start <laughs> the season. Uh, he'll find his love. He, right. he loses his virginity. I, <laughs> They well, sign Andrew Luck yeah. out of retirement. Yeah, Andrew, yeah, Andrew Luck. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to get into mine. Um, my first thing I'm going to talk about is uh, Cleveland Browns wide receiving core. Rashard Higgins. Um, he's kind of been talked up. So th- this was my dart throw a couple weeks ago, too. But nah, these two most, guys always want to say, oh, most, hey, hey, no, no, I back Scotty up on this. This is why that he's not my dart throw, because he's now getting – more high than a great camp. So, Antonio Callaway suspended for four games because he's Antonio Callaway. Um, so, right away, Rashard Higgins is the third receiver in that offense. And I know it's a very crowded offense. They have so many weapons there. The tight ends, receivers, running backs. I mean, no Duke Johnson, so that might help him a little bit now. But this is a guy that showed huge flashes two years ago. I think he was the highest pickup Two seasons ago, after week one, he had that massive game, and he yep. was a league winner and didn't do anything after that. I don't know who the QB was, but that's <laughs> probably why, RG3. Um, but this is a guy who has a good connection with Baker Mayfield. They were in the practice squad together for the second-team offense at the beginning of last year, and that's why I think they have a great connection. It's a very crowded offense. This is a guy that's... like. He's not going to be every week relevant, but he's a boomer bust guy. He's going to help you win weeks sometimes, and I think he's going to be a flex play at worst. Yeah. Flex play at worst? Did you see what I just wrote in there? No, because I have my other thing up. <laughs> um, Baker MVP. If we're doing four, uh, no, no, no. Well, no. Not a bull prediction? No. You want to do Baker MVP? No. Well, if the third if the third wide receiver in, in Cleveland is going to be a flex player. No, no, no. All right, I'm saying. Hey, you, you listen. You, you named that yeah. the Cincinnati right. Bengals are going through right. three right. starters. It's a flex okay? play. He doesn't have to be a, a, a WR three. A flex play doesn't. Well, in let's just let's just let's just let's just bold prediction this up real quick, like. We're throwing guys' names out. We're putting some statistical like looks and views at them. If anyone was to get hurt, Landry or Odell, Higgins is the next guy up. Oh, you'll be sure. you'll oh, be lucky that you that you yeah. Off of that bold is, I believe they're sick of internal Callaway's work ethic and 
his wow, he's yeah. all suspended. I think Antonio Cow is a prime candidate to be cut midseason. Well, they move on Ooh, from big names. That yeah, uh, I think it's. I mean, that works. How crazy was Josh? Yeah, Josh Gordon. Josh yep. right. This okay, guy's man. kind of doing the same kind of thing. So. Yeah. Yes. Um, for sure. I think Higgins is outperforming in camp, and now with him being out for four weeks. He's going to come in this role. He, he's going to have one of those big games the first couple weeks. So he's going to be doubling OBJ like crazy. It takes one deep play for him to get loose and score a touchdown. Yeah. So it's bold, but. Yeah. Well, that's, well, what, that's what we're here for. Yes. And so speaking of bold, for the fact, you know, Tom's kept his a secret, hasn't told us in our docket. Yeah. What yeah, is your I bold prediction? Put it in the docket. Um, so I'm going to retire. I'll be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking around. Andrew Luck's going to retire at the age of 29. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, no. All right, so this is probably the boldest one that I have. The other two that I have, I, I think statistically I can actually back them up and make them seem like they're going to come true. So I can – this one is more a little bit more theoretical, that Todd Gurley has 20 touchdowns for the third year in a row. So 20? 20. Third plus. year in a row, huh? Um, That's very impressive. <laughs> so he's so he's gonna live up to the contract. That's what you're saying. And Ezekiel Elliott should freaking sign. Wait, listen. He's gonna. He'll end up with like 20 TDs and probably like less than a thousand yards on the ground. So uh, so 20 yards, 20 TDs. <laughs> 20 yards, 20 TDs. I mean, listen. They talk about giving him a reduced workload, but I have a hard time thinking that his re- reduced workload is coming at their 30 or their 40, and not at the opponent's 10. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to be on the field when it matters, when they need to score points, and they're going to be in the red zone more than 20 times. I would imagine most of that's going to Todd Gurley. I mean, that work's going to Todd Gurley. I took him in the first round very bullishly and just said... This, yeah, I did. I took a, I took him before Zeke because right Zeke now Zeke is he so went ten because Zeke's not even on contract. Is this the same league you have Andrew Luck and Lamar Miller in? Oh my that that yeah. league that league team is is a is a is a I had to drop Kareem Hunt because of all the uh, injuries. Oh boy, but that, that it's team's a shallow bench, so it's it's tough. So to so the team name I suggested earlier works out fantastic. Better luck next year, or or uh, <laughs> or how about injury pain rehab? Hey, injury pain. I I will say. I don't think I'm the worst team in that league. Uh, I I so the luck thing came out. I traded for uh, Josh Allen for a guy I was gonna drop for oh, Nick Foles anyway. So I savvy mean, move. Yeah, it was James Washington. How do we feel about James Washington? He's whatever. He's uh, Richard Higgins. <laughs> He's Richard. <laughs> bold prediction. So yeah, so my one of my bold predictions: Todd Gurley's gets twenty plus TDs. Wait, twenty. Uh, or twenty, like it's got to be twenty one today. Twenty plus. Twenty plus. Twenty is this. Twenty thing. or more. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. that's twenty. Twenty or for the third season in a row. I mean, I think that's pretty bold. Hey, that that especially with how everyone's drafting and thinking about him this year, that would be so funny. Is if Todd Gurley easily hands down the most talented running back in the league goes round two in most drafts and well, ends I'm, up being the RB one again. I ended. I was thinking about this a while over as we were going into the into our draft, and I was like, you know, what if I get the back end? If there's a bunch of RBs that go, do you just take the shot? And I'm like, there. Todd Gurley has the potential, even on a limited workload. To be better than a Joe Mixon or a James Conner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Joe Mixon, so, bold prediction. Was he also taken before then? Yeah. It was Love and 
It was Levin DJ. DJ. That's that's where I drew my okay. line. So right. I drew my line after Levin DJ, and I said Todd Gurley is good value for me in that six range. So anyway, I moved and I had adjusted my rankings so to reflect that. I like that. It's a good bowl one. Yeah, it's a bowl one. That's that's yeah, good. It's a bowl one. You want me to take my next one too, or somebody else? Well, I'm running out of breath, so somebody else. I'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll go around the around the table again. Um, my second bold prediction is is. Uh, including a player that is going to haunt and follow me all year. And this was um, only for two players, not not his four. For the- yeah, no, so I don't have the entire offense included. <laughs> However, I do include a little bit of the defense in on this. I've, I've labeled oh, a few teams that I feel like I know what's going to happen on. And I think that everyone is underrating Denver's defense. So I think that with Vic Fangio coming over from Chicago, their focus is going to be entirely on defense. They had drafted a few more defensive players, I think, with the two um, you know, great running backs they have in the offense, Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. I think with the top-ranked NFL defense, that's part of this. Part of my bold prediction is that they'll be the top-ranked NFL defense, that Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman will finish both as RB2s or higher. And I think that both of them are going to be uh, relevant throughout the entire year. Um, not sure if you want to draft both of them, have both on the same team, and you know play both every week because that's not something I would suggest. But having both or, or having one of the two uh, will be good for your fantasy teams, both Lindsey and Freeman. I think that they're both going to be great. So basically, they're both starters. Both starters on your yeah, team, and better than a flex spot. Better than a flex spot. Bold. It's bold. It's bold. 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 24, and he he's saying there's a push between 24 and 29. I don't know. He's a big, he's big, he's a big gambler, so he likes these pushes and this and that. So you've been, you've been the Katy Perry song, Hot and Cold, on Philip Lindsay, I feel like, for the last three weeks. Well, you know, <laughs> theoretics hurt, so... <laughs> so he's not a bust anymore. Well, he's not, he's not, he's not going... He's, it's not someone that I feel like is going to finish as an RB1. Um, so... He, he's, he's been drafted, from what I saw earlier in the year, in the third round. So I was I was getting cold on the fact that he was a third-round pick. Third round, I would say he's been lost. But yeah, he's been going down now. So. Um, I guess I'll get to my second one. And this is a tight end out of Jacksonville. And we talked a little bit earlier about Jacksonville's receivers. You know, D.D. Westbrook and who's behind him? Marcus Lee. These, yeah. Slubs and Keelan Cole. This is why I feel like Jeff Swain, the tight end for Jacksonville, could be a huge pickup in the first couple weeks of of the season. So he comes from Dallas, and the reason he picked to come to Jacksonville is because Nick Foles signed there. And he knows that Nick Foles is the most past friendly tight end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pass from the quarterback to tight ends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> likes to pass to tight ends a very lot. And that's <laughs> I speak good. Um, no, that's a bold prediction. So this is why he went there, and that's the main reason why, because he feels like he needs to show up his skill. 
and he waited to see where these QBs were going to sign. He went there. They have the fourth easiest schedule out of tight ends. I mean, and I know that's always going to change, but to start the season, he's at the fourth easiest schedule. And like I said, the Jaguars don't really have a lot of options in the receiving core, so there's no reason that you can't say Jeff Swain could be the second option in that offense. And I'm going to kind of compare this to a Jordan Cameron year in 2013. Jordan Cameron was undrafted in almost every league. He went for 917 yards and seven touchdowns. And I think Jeff Swain could be a guy that you can pick up early and he could lead you to the fantasy finals. And he'll have a similar statistic to that, 900 yards. And you love Jordan Cameron. Uh, I did when yeah. he was good. Yeah. In, in the so league. you've been searching. Yeah. In the league. He's was, been looking for the next year. That was the only good year. No, I know, I know. No, I know, I remember. Um, yeah, Jeff well, Swain. In, in, prediction, top 10 tight end. Hello. Also a guy that probably most people don't even know about. Exists. Exist? Yeah. 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 He will like, not be drafted in I mean, you could. Oh, who's who's Jacksonville's tight end? Oh. I mean, Mercedes yeah, Lewis. <laughs> well, they do have Josh Oliver, the rookie, so he's going to compete with him, but he's been hurt. That's probably, you're probably right on that is that a lot more people know Josh Oliver than yep. you know Jeff Swain. And that's the only thing, but Josh Oliver's been out a lot of the preseason, so he hasn't gotten the, the reps. So with Swain being experienced in the league and knowing how to play tight end, where to be in the field, I think he's going he, to be a top 10 tight end. Well, yeah, in a shitty tight end landscape, that's a, that's a, that's a great call. Bold. Bold, bold, bold. bold. Uh, another bold one. Uh, bold. We're going back to Darwin Thompson. This was this is my dart throw. This is my 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 darling of fantasy. But this is my uh, my bold always. my bold prediction is that Darwin Thompson finishes the year with one thousand yards combined. Um, so I give you a couple things on Darwin Thompson. Actually, I want to talk about this one third, but whatever. Um, so his his pro football or his player profiler. He came in with a 91 percentile burst score. So what a burst score is, is it measures how fat or what your explosiveness is when your inertia is at zero. So when you're standing still, you're jumping everything. 91 percentile. So this kid from nothing, he's like a little Ferrari, right? And he's built like it. He ran a 4.640 time, which is unofficial. It's not quick. Watch tape on this kid. He's faster than a 4.6. He didn't go to the combine. That, that number came from a pro day. And they actually like add a hundredth of a five hundredth of a second when it's an unofficial score. But he's 5'8", 198. He had six point eight yards per carry in college. His spark score, which is a combination of all of the different scores, came in at one nineteen, which puts him in the seventy fourth percentile. We've already talked about him going to JUCO, which is junior college. So the kid didn't even go to a a, a highly recruited college. Worked his way from junior college to Utah State. Went from Utah State to be a six-round draft pick to number two on the Kansas City depth chart over Carlos Hyde. He's taking um, first-team reps. He's taking goal-line reps. He's got the attention of Andy Reid. And just to talk about Damian Williams for a second, Damian Williams was never supposed to be the guy at the end of the year last year. Kareem Hunt got suspended in, in week 11, Spencer Ware comes in from weeks, uh, what was it, 13 and 14, because I think they had their bye week in, in week 12 or whatever. And in those weeks where Spencer Ware came in, Damian Williams had eight carries and five carries, and he averaged sub 
four yards per carry in those two weeks. So Damian Williams is a volume guy. So if Andy Reid goes out there and employs any sort of running back by committee with Darman Thompson, Damian Williams needs volume to be relevant. So if Damian, if Darwin Thompson can cut into that, he's going to take production from Damian Williams, potentially take the job, and he ends up with 1,000, 1,000 receiving rushing yards combined. That's that's my bold prediction. Yeah, I mean, you've been big on I think he's on got him. the tools for it. So. I think I think we're all in agreement. If the cards fall right, he could even have more than that. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he could, but I mean... We're trying to be a realistic bold, apparently. <laughs> realistic bold. Um, Dang, he's going to have 2,000 yards. On he's going to be the next CJ 2K. Heard <laughs> <laughs> that. I didn't hear that. Um, I guess so going into my last one. Now, this is bold. This is probably the one that I, I, I don't know if I want to say. Um, but This is the one you don't want to be right on. I don't want to be right on. Absolutely, I don't. Because I love him dearly. Um, Saquon Barkley, all accounts, has been listed as the number one running back in nearly 50% or more than all of, you know, experts out there. There are people that say Christian McCaffrey. There were people that said Ezekiel Elliott before his holdout, including myself. Um, but anyway, Barkley's in the discussion nine times out of ten. And in my bold prediction, with what I see from the Giants' offense... I can see a world where Saquon Barkley falls outside of the top five running backs in fantasy production. And it's because there's so many wide receivers that are slot wide receivers. Their tight end is a slot tight end. Saquon Barkley got 85 plus uh, you know, receptions last year. And it's all in that same location. There's going to be so many defensive players going to be clogged up in the middle. I think that there's a chance that he gets no running room, no running lanes, and you know he's obviously going to break off a lot of runs. I think that he's going to have you know his Saquon moments. He's going to you know dazzle people left and right. But there's a chance, and there's a world where he does not actually get a lot of statistical production this year, and, and he doesn't show up in the fantasy stat lines. And and I think there's a chance he falls outside of the top five in running backs, and and people will be sad. Yeah, he could raise like it. I hope not. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I an injury, you know, is one thing. I'm talking even a healthy all no, 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 no. I, I just, no, it's it could happen. I mean, we joked about Daniel Jones if he's the starting quarterback, and then it looks. Tr- I mean, Daniel Jones has been the darling of, of football through the preseason. Honestly, I don't so know. you want bold? You want bold? Daniel Jones, Dude, best quarterback. <laughs> I, I mean, it looks good, but anyway, better yeah. than Kyler. That's Murray. why I think that with Jones there or Eli, it's. I don't know if it's going to hurt or make it any better for him. Yeah, be yeah. Who, who yeah. knows? But I just see so much of that offense. There's a lot the that middle. could go wrong. There's definitely a and lot. And there's there. no receivers there for the first couple of weeks of injuries and suspension. So they're going to just be bottling down. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll go to my last one. And this is my favorite one. It's my Bucks receivers and tight end. And I'm talking about O.J. Howard, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. All three of these Bucks receivers and tight end. Are going to go over for over a thousand yards this season. All three of them. The last time that this ever happened was over ten years ago. Tom, what team? Oh boy. I don't know. 
I don't know. Right. That, I, I mean, I was trying to think maybe the connection to Bruce Arians. Ten years ago. With Arizona, but I don't think they ago. have a good tight end in the last ten years. So, so it was Arizona. And, um, it was Arizona. It doesn't have to be a tight end. I'm just saying three people on the team. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden, Steve Breston. All Steve three, Breston? All three yeah, had a thousand yards. I get that. Why? You know Steve Breston. <laughs> I had all three of my team, and it doesn't matter. Certain times I know. Fortunately, no. But uh, all right, so, so this is a team where um, Aaron's is there, and this guy loves to take chances. And sometimes it's not the right decision at all, but he just will tell Winston, go out there and just shut the ball up. Would you say he's the Ryan Fitzpatrick? Oh, 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 Ooh, drop that in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying to do it for three weeks. Sorry, but so yeah, uh, all three of these guys are just freak athletes at at their positions, and I mean the biggest thing they had to stay healthy. With with Howard, it's, it's been a concern the last two years, but if they all stay healthy, I think there's. Not easy way because it's a tough thing to do, but there's a chance that all of them get a thousand yards. If Howard gets 980, I'm gonna be freaking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's what's curious about that too is it's not like they have running backs to steal targets. That was my. They have yeah. a, they have a bad defense, right. and do they have a third wide receiver on the team? I mean, because Humphreys is gone, so I don't even know who the third. Well, there's that. There's Justin Watson. There's Bobo Wilson, who I used to be in love with, but I'm not anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> but go back to the running game. They don't have a running game, and Aaron has caught and said plenty of times, "We don't need a running game." We don't need it. They don't want it. If they want it, they would trade for anyone that's going to be cut. Or Melvin yeah. Gordon. But they don't need it. They don't want it at all. I would love to see a face-off between Pete Carroll and Bruce Arians. We we only want to run, and I just, we don't need to run. I just, I mean, <laughs> how, did, how, does, <laughs> how does Bruce Arians get rid of a guy like Ryan Fitzmagic? That's true, too. He was a free agent. Yeah. He's a journeyman. You got to do it. Well, because because he's I got think to visit every team before he retires. In part, of, I think <laughs> that I think in he's part, doing the stadium tour while the, playing the, the Frank Gore tour. Well, yeah. in part of why Bruce Arians was hired, the GM had to have told him, being like, "We gotta keep Winston. We traded two first round picks for this guy. Please help us." Yeah, yeah. So closing out again, no good defense. They're gonna be down a lot. They're gonna be trying to throw to get back in the game. Take shots, take chances, air it out. That's Arian's motto. So, uh, so the true air raid. Yep, the true, the air, true air raid. Ooh. The true air. Where raid. is the true air raid? air raid? I don't think it's where you think it is. It's not where you think it it's is. Not in Arizona. <laughs> it's in but Tampa, um, baby. yep, air out, baby. Let's go. Draft <laughs> of the year. All right. Um, bold of the year. So yeah, bold. Of the year. <laughs> <laughs> we're not dart throws. Um, so my. My last bold prediction, and this one I don't know is necessarily that bold, or at least I've convinced myself that it's not that bold. Other people have laughed in my face. Matt Breida outperforms, outcarries, better efficiency than Tevin Coleman. So I combed through statistics. This whole Coleman and Kyle Shanahan reunite thing is hogwash. Like I, you it's don't a Cinderella story. Time. You don't, you don't see it in the numbers. So, my first thing, Matt Breida was available in 2018. Dude played hurt. Like, every game. He was he hurt, missed, but he was on the field. He missed one game that was week 16 or 17, But he was always on the injury I report. think I played him. He always had an ankle. He had something. There were weeks that like, all right, 
bench him. He's not playing. And then he'd come up with like a crush. Like, don't worry, I'm going to run for 25 yeah. yards and three <laughs> touchdowns. And, yeah. that, that's and he, he ended the year with 5.3 yards per carry. Yeah, he came and ran three yards. I mean, three carries for 100 the, yards. The biggest steal in fantasy besides Tyler Boyd last year's probably. Yes. Yeah, so I would agree with that. I mean, Matt Breida just shocked people. Now, who's on team last year and who's supposed to be the starter? Alfred Morris, right? So, Alfred Morris, they ran the ball 372 times, 2018. Alfred Morris had 111 carries. So, there's 111 carries open, which everybody's assuming all 111 plus Breida's 153 are just automatically going to Tevin Coleman. That's a big workload. That's a big workload. Tevin Coleman has never had more than 30% of the running back carries under Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta. You know how much Breida had last year? 40%. So in the split with two backs, Kyle Shanahan gave more carries to Breida than he did Coleman when it was Coleman and Freeman. And Kyle Shanahan's last year, 2016, there was 379 carries. Only 30% of those carries went to Coleman, 118. So that distribution split of Freeman and Coleman and, and Morris and Breida is wildly different. 10% is huge. So I, I don't know that split's gonna gonna stay. What I'm saying is I don't think that Coleman's going to be getting more than that 40%, 60, 60% split because Kyle Shanahan used him as a 70-30 guy. So I do agree with you. Um, I think Coleman's game is better with what used to be with Shanahan. So I think if it's more of a split backfield, it's, right. he's going to be more productive. Because you saw him as the lead guy last year. He couldn't do it. He's a better guy to come in to games randomly to take a breather off of Freeman or breather. Right. Yeah. Change the pace guy. Yeah. Right. And, and that, that's his role. He can get off that huge run. When he's every down back, he he doesn't get those opportunities to just go in the game and burst. Because he'd be like, all right, you know, don't, you know, don't go all out. Pound the rock in. That's not his game. Oh, yeah. No. no. And so I just wanted to just elaborate on that a bit. So inside the red zone, Coleman's touches last year were 17 carries for 39 yards and one touchdown. In the 10 zone, so 10 yards or more, Coleman was 10 carries, 13 yards, one TD. Breida was 22 carries, 59 yards and two TDs in the red zone. 12 carries for 24 yards and two TDs in the 10 zone. So Breida is more efficient where in, in the red zone, in the 10 zone to score He's going to get more carries than Coleman is. Coleman hasn't been that guy. And even in the passing game, Breida had 27 catches on 31 targets. So I don't know. I'm not sold on it. My bold prediction is that Matt Breida could potentially be one of the biggest steals in okay. drafts. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I've been a I know that was component. a long way around if I did a lot of stat finding in this. Now, so. McKinnon at all? I honestly, I got to tell you, I feel like Kyle Shanahan is like riding out. Derek McKinnon. I think he kind he of wants out of the contract. Yeah, they, they they want out of the contract, but they there's really no reason to cut him now because they'll lose money Especially as far as the cap hit goes. If he goes on IR, there's no point of cutting yeah. him now, you know. No, there's no yeah. point in cutting him. Um, he'll go on the IR. You know, he'll come in. You know, he'll be a you know maybe a change of pace at some point if Breida needs to to take a breather because you know he needs to. But I, I also agree. I think that Breida is probably going to be the number one running back over there. Uh, Tevin Coleman, like all the points you guys have said. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be better off with less production. I mean, uh, less, less attempts. 
Um, there are players out there that they talk about all the time that have less wear and tear uh, actually means more production. Alvin Kamara being a big example. You know, he's not going to be someone that you're going to give the ball 300 times throughout the year uh, and give you the same production. Um, you know, he is better off with less um, less workload. Um, but not that's that's not the case for Hold My Brita. Hold My Brita is is going to be able to get in there and get what he needs done. He's going to get across yeah. that end zone. Money My Brita is that his name. Money mouth breeder? I was gonna say hold my breeder. I was thinking about this whole time. Hold my breeder. I don't know. Hold my um, breeder. Money mouth breeder. Anyway, good we'll jump pull. over to our yeah. uh, Darth Throws. We'll, we'll jump over there. Um, I mean, I'm first on here, so like I guess I'll joke. go first. I didn't follow it, but sorry. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Work on it. It's, yeah. Well, Scotty made me the rest of this podcast to try and figure out how to pronounce this guy's. All right, so this might take a little while, but um, I'm going. I'm actually going to go back. <laughs> I to, hope he mispronounces this. And I'm going to butcher this name, and I will pay anyone that can get this right the first time. Dare Agunbawa. Did I do good? No, there's an L in there. Yeah, I don't think. Ogunbawale. Ogunbawa. Ogunbawale. There's no L in there. There's, there's an L, 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 L right there. You L, right there. Right, look, the L sound. <laughs> All right. So Dare Ukunba. He has pronunciation up on Google. Yeah, I, I think you that's smart. I think to. that's very smart. All right, um, sisters in the WNBA, so you know this guy's good. Anyways, um, this guy is right now on the Bucks, and he's a running back. I'm just gna call him Dare to make this easier and less painful. And I'm a stutter, so it could get really bad. Um, so this guy is behind. Barber, Ronald Jones, and he's got he's kind of fighting for a spot right now, but he's had a great preseason, and he's impressed um, Arians a lot in the pass block. He's come out and said, this guy can pass block, and with a guy that wants to pass the ball a lot, yeah. that's very good. Got to be on the field. Peyton Barber is just um, a less than, a very less than average starting RB in the league. He is probably the worst starting running back in the entire league. I think we've got uh, backups ranked ahead of Peyton Barber. His backup, Ronald Jones, is, is going rounds yeah. before Barber. <laughs> and Jones is still a guy that can't seem to be on the field. Injuries and just, he can't pick up the pass block. He can't pick up the offense. There's stuff like out there that Arians can't stand when he goes out for a pass and he has his hands in the weirdest spots and he just can't catch it. Like he'll put his hands behind to try to make a skill play. And Aaron's is just so fed up with him that this guy is going to get every shot, I think, in the preseason, which he had, he didn't do well. He's a guy you you were not going to draft at all in almost any league besides Dynasty. Um, beginning of the season, he's not he probably won't even play. I think by mid-season, you might see this guy come in to some game and kind of be a third down back. So, so they still have Andre Ellington. I think he's going to start the season as a third down back. He has the, the experience there. But this guy, I, I can see pick up some slack. And right when you see him as a third down back, as a, a pass blocking back, go pick him up before it's too late. Because with this pass heavy offense, a guy that can pass block and is going to be a third down back, he's going to be in the offense a lot more. So Dare, Agun, whatever. Agun, whatever. <laughs> He is my dark throw of the year, and I think he, at the end of the season, will be a flex play in the fantasy playoffs. One of those guys you can pick up late out of nowhere, and he can win the league. Yeah. 
Dart throw of the year. Yeah, and I, I, all these dart throws are are basically what we're if saying is like guys. <laughs> yeah, you could are be they, cut. Are they pirate iron dart throws? No, no, these are oh the pirate iron dart throws. You'll get those later. Those will, <laughs> those will be on a week to week basis. But yeah. these are guys that are gonna end up being flex yeah, plays by the it's end for of that year. week that we know they're playing on a team that week. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. these are these are guys gotcha. that you're not gonna draft them, but you should have them on a watch list. You should watch them and and see. How everything plays out, like looking at snap counts, especially in, and that's going to be extremely important for Ugun Blaule. Ugun Blaule. <laughs> uh, so my dart throw of the year, um, I have I have two because, but my main one is um, JJ Arcega Whiteside. So he's the third wide receiver out in Philly, and he he's 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 not huge but he's been known for like being a red zone specialist basically boxing guys out and excelling at catching the 50 50 balls we actually he's looked really really good in the preseason so i think a lot of people are going to know his name um but i think down in the red zone philadelphia i mean they're going to be running alshon they're going to be running deshaun watson or uh, wow deshaun jackson uh, Zach Ertz, Nelson Aguilar, but when they get down towards that red zone area, I don't think that Nelson Aguilar and Deshaun Jackson are going to be able to pose the type of threats that an Alshon or a Zach Ertz may pose. And I think defenses are going to key on them. And I think that's going to give our Sega Whiteside an opportunity to come in and play some sort of role on the team. And not to mention Deshaun Jackson's injury prone and Nelson Aguilar's injury prone. So J.J. Arcega-Whiteside's a guy to look at. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to come out and, like, all of a sudden come and have 600 yards, but he could get you a handful of touchdowns, like Scotty said, at the end of the he's year, flex like a, play a to keep an eye week on. week eight, kind of like maybe after bye weeks, snap right. count. That's the right. biggest yep. thing. Injuries happen, Deshaun goes down, this guy is the next guy up. Yep, for they, sure. They definitely talked about grooming him. For sure, too. They, they they know that he's a little bit of a project, but they also are willing to invest on it. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, they, they did draft him actually fairly high for the amount of usage that they're going to use him on. I don't know, I don't know what his draft really capital think. was. Uh, his draft capital, uh, let me see. You can also say that he's the fourth re- re- receiver behind Aguilar to start with. Yeah, J.J. Arcega yeah. was drafted in the second round, guys. Second yeah, so, round. So, so the draft capital really was there, high. but he's still going to be the fourth like wide receiver. And so. not just Ertz there for tight end. Goddard's a great Oh, yeah, tight end. Goddard, too. So you right. can't, like, Ertz and Goddard are just receivers as well. Huge red zone threats. Right. So that's a good Arthur because does he get stuck behind all these guys the entire year? To, to start, I think he will, but... Oh, yeah. No, I mean, he's definitely going to be buried. He's going to have to prove that he deserves to be on that field. But if he can do it and he's on the field, I think he'd be productive. Uh, the second guy I'm going to mention real quick, uh, Jordan Scarlett. He's the he's a rookie. He's backup for um, McCaffrey. His player profile, I don't have a ton of stats on him. Usually I like to have stats to back up my, thing, my, uh, my conversation. But his player profile looked good. You watch him on tape, he looks good. The backup there right now is, is uh, Artis Payne. If something were to happen to McCaffrey, Jordan Scarlett, I think, is the guy to go out and grab. I mean, he's the best one to imitate what uh, uh, McCaffrey can do. So somebody keeping the name in the back of your head. And Craig, who's your dart throw? So actually, <clears throat> as you 
had said your two. I, I kind of want to add another one in too. So, is it Scotty? Is there another one that you want to mention before I yeah. get into both of mine? Well, you do your both. I'll do. Okay. Well, I just wasn't sure if there was something because I want to kind of go into two, but but so the I want first a third one, one. So the first one that I have actually had my eye on for quite a while. Um, I have followed a lot of the draft since 2007 as a kid. For some reason, it was just something that I loved to do. Yeah, look into the draft. Say, yeah. It was the only thing that <laughs> his dad watched with him. So it, was <laughs> it, was the only, it was the only time that we felt close to him. Sure um, so, so I love the draft. There's a guy that I specifically saw last year as far as wide receivers um, he wasn't the only one. I think I wrote down three names to keep in my head. Uh, Cortland Sutton being one, Economia St. Brown being another, and DJ Shark, who is my dart throw this year as the third one. These are all really talented, large, you know, tall receivers that possibly could end up having a, a big career with the right amount of opportunity. And, you know, Cortland Sutton's already got a little bit of an opportunity. We'll see what happens there. Equinemius St. Brown, someone I struck out on probably, but DJ Shark is someone this year that might be able to produce and might be able to to see what happens. Over in Jacksonville, I had mentioned that they're a little intriguing, a little, you know, kind of want to see what happens over there in wide receivers. We mentioned D.D. Westbrook being the only clear-cut wide receiver there. A bunch of schlubs around him, uh, you know, Marquise Lee, Keelan Cole, and DJ Shark is one that I know that we had kind of waited on talking about before. He's 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 a taller guy, 6'3", 200, not too, you know, strong, but he's a burner, man. He ran a 4.34 in the combine. He had a 40-inch vertical, which if you're not too much up on the combine, 40 inches is like the mark that's like, you're an athlete, man. You can show up on the field. If, if he's got the vision, he's got the know-how to go up and get it and have the speed in his size and the right opportunity, he could be someone that could be a next-level kind of talent. Um, hopefully, he gets the grind. Hopefully, he gets the, the ability to... Um, you know, focus on the football field, but this is definitely one of those athletes that you got to pay attention to. That with the right opportunity and mindset, he could really take off. So DJ Shark is my dart throw. Um, the quick one is Kadre Olison. Um, I'm a big De- Devonta Freeman fan, but if anything were to happen to him, Kadre Olison's a guy that I know that they had really pinpointed in the draft as far as running backs go, and and he, you know, he could be the the next guy over in Atlanta. And that's it? All right. So I just wanted to say two. Okay. Right. And I'm going to say, wait, I'm going to say this guy, and I'm going to have really no things to say. No, nothing to say about it. I just um, wanted to say the name. Danny Amendola will, do, will be a top 30 wide receiver this season with the Lions. Slot guy for Matthew Stafford. Well, so that's I think a bold prediction. He's going to be a um, security blanket perform. That's bold as shit, but that's what Darth Rowe. It's bold, but it's not a bad take. No, it's not. I mean, it really could be good. That's, that's or, someone that you think of. Or it's a guy who like, will never pick up in your league. <laughs> yeah, he'll just watch him and go, the dark my bench players are better than this. Yeah. You know, so. so, all right. Uh, that's my dart throw. I think we got the dart throws done and the bull pickers are done. A lot of news. So, uh, There's Greg, a ton of stuff today. Out? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy, happy to be back to say it. But, yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff today. Glad everyone could join us. We are Top Shelf Fantasy. Find us on Twitter at Top Shelf FNTSY. Go to our website, please, at TopShelfFantasy.com. A lot of stuff coming out in the next couple of weeks. The league, league year is going to be starting, so you're going to see a lot more stuff coming out there over at the website. Stay loose and stay fluid, everyone. Will you?